Hello, everybody, and welcome to part two of the Godly Father series. And today we want to talk about the starting point. Our scripture will be coming from Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 through 3. It says this, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. When we talk about being a godly father and the starting point, we know that the starting point has to begin with God himself. Okay. Now, when we read this, we know that this passage here is speaking about Christ. But notice the seven characteristics or the character attributes of Christ. The first one is lordship, the spirit of the Lord. It says wisdom, understanding, counsel, might or power, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Those are the seven characteristics or the seven spirits of God. Okay. The starting point is actually the last one that was given, which is the fear of the Lord. So if you desire to be a godly father, it begins with having the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And why do I say that? Everybody look over at Proverbs chapter 1. And we'll start at verse number 5. It says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning, the starting point of knowledge. Now, if you do, now, if we want to grow and be the godly fathers that we really desire to be so that we can impact not just our natural families, but also our spiritual households, guess what? It begins with us having what? The understanding and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, when we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about uh, terror. Fear from the definition of being a terror. And because what? Perfect love casts out fear because what? Fear has torment, okay? That is not God the Father. That's not the type of fear he's talking about. The fear of the Lord is the respect and the reverence for God. We must respect him and revere him in our lives. And because if he is our God, and he's our Lord and Savior, and we're under his sovereign reign, then we must respect and reverence him for who he is. Now, the question obviously is going to be is, how can I show the fear of the Lord in my daily walk? How can I show that to my children? How can I show that, what, to, the, to my sons? Okay, yeah, I know we're talking about men and women and sons. We're still talking about being a godly, uh, all-around godly father. Well, let me tell you how you show that. First thing you start off, it starts with a relationship with the Lord, and that begins in our prayer life. 
that begins in our ability to pray and having that direct communication with God. Let me tell you this. God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to you. Okay? God speaks to those that are even unsaved, whether you believe that or not. Because how do you know to come to God and be saved unless he what? Calls you. Okay? You have been designed to hear God. Okay? You've been designed. You've been created to hear God. But it begins with our prayer life. And also respecting God from, from how, for how we live before our children. The manner in which we live. How are our conversations around our children? How are our conversations with our children? Are they respectful? Are they honorable unto God? The types of people that we associate with. The type of people we have around our families. That also goes to having a respect and a reverence for God. Some of the basic things that we teach our children when it comes to uh, respecting God is in when we pray. And I'm, I'm pretty sure many of you who have churches or have gone to church uh, know that when people pray, what? There's no movement. There's no interrupting prayer. There's, there is a respect and a reverence we should have for God when we're speaking to him. Well, guess what? In as much as in that prayer time that we're respecting and reverencing God and there's no movement, but there's so focused on God, God is caused to be that exact, the exact same way in the daily movements in our lives. When we talk to our children, when we teach our children, that's why it says in Ephesians, it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the what? The nurture and the what? The admonition of the Lord. Now, we know that he's talking to the church at Ephesus, so we know we're talking about spiritual parents, but the rule still applies is that God desires to be known not just by the Father, but also unto the Father supposed to show the, the Spirit of Christ to the children. God wants to be known by all. That's why we're called to represent him. Yeah, a lot of people say represent. No, I say represent. Present him again to the earth. Present him again in the earth. Present him again to others who may not know him. So when it starts with the fear of the Lord, it begins with the respect and the reverence that we should have for our Lord and our Savior. And that begins, like I said, with our prayer life, the communications that we have. Are we teaching? Uh, Deuteronomy 6 says what? We should diligently teach our children what? We should diligently teach them when they rise up. When they lay down, when they walk through the day, it said you should bind them as what? Bind them on the hands and, and frontless between the eyes, okay? It's what you do and, and how we think. We should teach our children how we should treat one another. That is how we begin to show the fear of the Lord because we teach our children what would God do in this situation. This is how God would act in this situation. This is what God would say in this situation. This is how you treat one another. This is what brings reverence and honor to God. But that begins, if you desire to be that godly father and that head of that household, guess what? It begins with you having that fear of the Lord active in your life and putting it on display within your family. Yeah, see, the starting point ain't necessarily you saying you're the head of the house. No, the head of the house is God. 
Yeah, he put you in authority on the earth. But guess what? Don't get it fooled. If you desire to be a godly father, it begins with him. And he's Abba. He's our source. He appoints people and assigns people and, and ordains people in certain uh, specific parts of our lives to have authority over us. But the point of them having authority is not to control us, but to help bring us up. To help what? Mature us. But it always begins with the fear of the Lord. Why? He tells you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise what? Wisdom and understanding. Do you see that right there? So even in the seven spirits of God, the last one that was mentioned should have been the, is actually the first one. And the first one is the, is the byproduct of all the other ones operating, which is what? Lordship, rulership. Okay. How can you learn to rule? Or how can you rule your home righteously if you don't know what it means to be under authority? My spiritual father said best. I, I heard it from him. So if he got it from someone else, we have to check with him on it. But he said this, how can a man operate in authority when he doesn't know how to operate under authority? Let me say it again. How can a man operate in authority if he doesn't understand how to operate under authority? Okay. So in other words, for many men and for many people, you know, let's let's be real with for many men, they feel they have to exert that control. They have to exert that dominance in their house. But God says, no, no. Begin with the fear of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The first thing you'll come to understand as it pertains to the fear of the Lord and the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge and understanding is the first thing a man will have to do. He will have to humble himself. That's why the Bible says, submit yourselves one to another unto the Lord. That's in Ephesians 5. Then he begins to talk about the husband and the wife. But submit yourselves one to another as unto the Lord. So in other words, we have to begin to submit ourselves as a man, you must humble yourself. One thing about men, we're very prideful. We can be very prideful. We don't want to really admit we're wrong. Yes, I'm saying that. We don't want to admit we're wrong a lot of times. Because we got to feel like if we're the head of the house, we whatever we say, it goes. And and if it's a mistake, well, you know, just count it up to luck or whatever. You know, some some silly stuff. But let me tell you something. A true godly man who has the fear of the Lord, also understands if you're to righteously rule in your home, it requires you to be humble. It requires you to be humble. Because if you're not humble, the Bible says this in James chapter 4, verse 7. It says, God resists the proud. He resists the proud, but he gives what? Grace to the humble. Let me finish reading right here in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. It says, this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Why? For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. 
Yeah, see, if you want to rule righteously in your home, and to and let me let me let me make this very very abundantly clear. Ruling in your home is not exerting control, is not dominating over your family. That is not God's rulership. He gave you dominion over what? The fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and everything that creepeth upon the earth. That's what he gave you dominion over. He did not give you dominion over people. Because that leads to oppression. And we know what oppression eventually leads to. Slavery. That is not what God wants. God wants sons. That's what he wants. He wants sons. So in other words, he wants to empower you. But in order to empower you, you have to be found in a particular position. And that position is called humility. James 7 says what? Again, it says he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Why? Because the humble are in a position to receive from God, knowing that they won't make what God gives them about them. They will use it righteously to serve the Lord, but also serve the people who that grace, that power and authority is being sent to help. See, ruling, rule, rulership is about uh, rulership. Really, the foundation of rulership has to be love. We'll get there. But the foundation of rulership has to be love. But before you can righteously rule, you must understand what it means to be under authority. And that begins with you being obedient unto Christ. And that begins with you having the fear of the Lord. But if you don't have a respect and a reverence from God, don't expect that you're going to receive some type of grace to righteously rule. The world has told us that a man's got to be dominant. And, 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 and you know, I, I'm pointing the finger and everything because that's what a lot of our young men see. And they get a false picture of what a godly man is. Yeah, see, they tell you this strong and big and, you know, burly and all oh, this. Stuff, that's a show of strength. You're a real man. You can do that. No. The beginning of your strength and the strongest position you can have is a place of humility, respect, and reverence for your Heavenly Father. That's the strongest position. Because when everything else out here is falling apart, He, he anchors you to the kingdom. You become unmovable. You become unshakable. You stand and you don't move when the, when time changes and 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 uh, the courses all the course of the earth is just out of course and just everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Guess what? You're not. You have peace, a quiet confidence because you're anchored to the kingdom because you have a respect and a reverence for God and you've humbled yourself to His rule over your heart. See, that's what the kingdom of God is all about. The kingdom of God is about the rulership, the King's dominion of God. Or rulership over your heart. So many people understand, think the kingdom is about ruling over geographical areas. But the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So even as a godly father, guess what? Your rulership is not to, to have like dominion over your family. That's not even what the Bible says. It says you should have your family what? If a bishop desires, if a man desires to offer a bishop, he should have his what? Family under subjection. But that's under the rule of God. 
living a godly life, setting a godly example. It does not mean that our children won't go astray. It don't mean we won't go astray sometimes. But it does say that we have to start with what? The fear of the Lord. It begins with the respect and reverence and humbling ourselves down. Our children need to see us humble. Our ch children need to see what that looks like. And I'm going to get to that in the next message. The humble parent. Because so many of our children have the wrong perception of us as parents. And let me tell you this. If you're a parent, you have made a mistake with your children at some point in time. Yes, you have. Trust me, you have. And the worst thing you can do is present an image that you're perfect and you're above reproach. But I'll talk about that in the next message. But let us begin with when we return to the Lord as godly men. Let us start putting on display the respect and the reverence for God. Let us instill those godly, respectful conversations, those godly, respectful ways, even not just in our prayer life, but how we, how we communicate with our children, how we teach our children. How we bring them up in that admonition of the Lord, acknowledging the Lord in all of our ways, teaching our children how God provides for our family. Yes, I go out and work. Yes, I do my best to provide for my family, but I know who is our source. And when I could not make the way, God did. And he made me acknowledge that. And I'm glad I've acknowledged that because even when things went to hell in a handbasket, the Lord sustained our family. So I'm so grateful. I'm very honored to share this with you all. Men, it requires us to humble ourselves down. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is not of the Father. We've got to lead a humble life. And telling our children that being humble is a sign of weakness is the worst thing you can tell them. Because why? If they can't be humble, they can't receive grace. See how damaging the world's perception and understanding of things are? Yeah, so a man that prays to God, a man that bows to or a man that avoids contentious and fruitless arguments. In the world, he's a punk. In the world, he's a sissy. In the world, he's weak, but to God, he's a son. He understands that relationships are important. He understands there's a time to walk away from situation. He understands the greatest position you can be is humble and at his feet. That's the highest position you can be. And we got to teach our young men that being humble opens supernatural doors for them to, to experience their dreams. To live out their life the way God has intended for them to live. But it requires them to be humble. But how can they learn what humility is? They got to see it in us as fathers. They got to see it in us as fathers. Because guess what? They spend the most time with us. Yes, every father wants their child to be like them. Yes, I like to see the different attributes of myself and my children. But look, I can promise you this. The thing that brings the most joy to me when I watch my children is when they pray and they talk to God and their understanding of and their understanding of how they're learning how their heavenly father is. That is the greatest joy I have. 
And that's what encourages me to keep pressing. There's times I really want to just check out. I was done. This pandemic has been hell. I'm not cutting no corners. I'm not sparing no words. But guess what? I'm constantly reminded about those three beautiful children that I have. My wife at home. And guess what? The Lord has put me here and given me a responsibility. And I'm going to meet that responsibility to the day I die. I made that vow to them. I made that vow to her on our wedding day. And I'm going to live out what I say. But I'm understanding more and more as I'm growing in the spirit that we've got to change some of the false definitions that the world has put upon men and how the world has defined men and, and told men they're weak and soft because they're humble. That's the most foolish and stupid thing you could think about because the, you come right back on Sunday and says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Well, you want grace because what? The Bible says that my grace is sufficient. His grace is his power and authority. What? Given to us. You want to lead a godly life? You want to lead a, be a godly father? You want to rule righteously in your family? Humble yourself. Respect God. Give reverence to God. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And I promise you, you'll begin to see the atmosphere change in your home. Some of the one of the most powerful things I heard from one of my beloved brothers and fathers in the spirit, uh, uh, Dana Thompson, who passed away uh, very recently. And many of the words that he shared with me have just stuck with me so much. And he said this, as sons of God, we are not called to be thermometers. We're called to be thermostats. We set the atmosphere. We don't just take the temperature. See, taking the temperature, you adjust to whatever the atmosphere is. But no, we're called to set the atmosphere. We're called to be the thermostats. And we as fathers got to set a godly atmosphere in our homes. So that's the starting point for you. The fear of the Lord. Begin to instill godly, uh, godly attributes in your home, in your own life, through your prayer life, through your teaching, through your conversations, even in contentious moments. Share that godly way. And this is how you will bring your, your whole household under the rule of Christ. It begins with us being obedient as men. We've got to humble ourselves down to the authority of Christ over our lives. And when we can do that, I promise you, we'll bring forth righteous seed. God bless you till we meet again on the Godly Father series. God bless you.